0: Welcome to another episode of the Vic Muscat Revolution. I am your furious leader and host, Vic Muscat. Today, we have a fun episode, I would say, coming up. This is an independent wrestler. He is from Washington, D.C. I've seen this guy wrestle on YouTube, and it's this X Division written all over it. I think he can really rebuild the X Division in many different ways, and he is a real life superhero. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Chris Slade, how are you doing today, sir? Oh, thanks, man.
1: Uh, I'm, I'm doing all right, you know. I'm uh, getting prepared for the uh, next match in uh, at SSW this uh, Saturday, actually, coming up. So it'll be the first time they're running this year which I'm looking really forward to because it'll be the first time I'll probably be able to defend my championship that I recently won there so I'm looking
0: forward to it before we get into Russell you are jacked I mean you are just cut right um, what's your what is your fitness background um well beforehand um up until
1: up until high school nothing um I just did a lot of back flips and stuff like that I I in third grade, I used to watch the kids at recess, you know, doing backflips, and I wanted to learn how to do it, so I just kind of just went on and did it, because, you know, as a kid, you're kind of fearless like that. Um, Then, fast forward, um, I was really into superheroes. I'm I'm, I'm a huge nerd, you know, you can see me at all the comic cons and conventions and all that stuff, and, um, you know, I asked my dad one day when I was, like, in, like, what, fifth grade, I think, I said, dad, how do I look like those guys on TV, and uh, I was just, he said, do push ups and sit-ups every day so I took that quite literally <laughs> and uh, and that's literally what I did um, um, through quarantine you know I haven't been on it as much as I I like, should have should be uh, with everything going on but I've been very 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 busy but uh yeah man it's I, I you know I just take the things that I learned from like you know wrestling in high school and football practice and stuff and I just kind of bring that into my whole um, into my workout regimen and everything like that, you know, I eat like a I eat terribly though, so I
0: probably should stop that at some point. <laughs> it looks like your is not failing you or anything. It's like, like I you say, you're chiseled. You would, I would never think I don't think you're a health nut. Yeah, no, I'm not. I am the like I'm
1: the worst diet in the world, actually. Um, I I've been working on getting that getting better with that, you know, having vegetables and you know and beef, and rice, and things like that, but still, it's just, yeah, my, my metabolism is probably the only reason why it's kept up so
0: well, so. Yeah. So, what is your wrestling uh, character, your wrestling gimmick? Um, it's the picture-perfect assassin, so, um,
1: like I said, I'm a huge nerd. Uh, Deathstroke was my favorite um, kind of anti-hero um, slash villain, you know, he was he's definitely a tweener, and uh, that's kind of how I had it pictured in my head when I first started was, you know, being a, kind of a tweener-esque, you know, badass. Everything I did was crisp, clean, and and perfect. Um, and that's where that kind of came in. And, and that Slade Wilson was a lot like that. So that was kind of how I got the persona from because Deathstroke is a, an assassin. He's, a he's the, called the Terminator. And he's just everything. He's just flawless. Like, he's the only guy that I think can hang with batman i would say when it comes to hand-to-hand combat and everything like that so i took a lot of that and uh put that that to my character which by the moves that i do by the you know just mild mannerisms and not so much of talking and more so just you'll know what i'm thinking with my actions rather than with my words and that was a very uh, that's a very hard thing to do uh when it comes to the gimmick because everything in wrestling is so exaggerated. So those little nuances are hard to get through there. So, but yeah, that's kind of where I've, where I got the moniker from actually is where is, um, at least the assassin part is because of the, you know, DC Comics character and me putting a little bit of more of myself into it because, you know, the picture perfect assassins, you know, obsessed with being the best. And um, that is where the realness comes in for me because that's all I've ever wanted to be. I wanted to do that. I wanted to be, you know, mentioned in the same breath as, you know, by the time I'm done, Kenny Omega, Seth Rollins, and, you know, the Shawn Michaels, the AJ Styles, and things like that, the people that you would seem that are, like, you would seem like the best in the world, I wanted to be that, and I still do, and, um, and that's what I'm going for, and whether I'm the picture-perfect assassin Chris Slade, or am I, or if I'm Dorian Womble down the street, I, I, it, it doesn't matter at the end of the day i still want to be the best. That's just my goal. And that's my character's goal as well. So. Nice.
0: Yeah. Nice. Do you wrestle with the mask on or off? Cause I've seen two on, I just, cause there was one match that was off. Yeah. So, um, I've had some, uh, malfunctions, uh, when it comes to the
1: mask, a couple of times where it's either been like kicked off my face or, uh, it just the adhesive on one of it just failed uh but when i first started i didn't wrestle with a mask on i actually wrestled with i just wrestled with my face but uh, i got a lot of uh flack <laughs> saying that i look a lot like uh Shane Strickland and then um they was like hey you should probably cut your hair cuz you look like too much like swerve and i was just like well i'm not cutting my hair <laughs> i'm not doing that so uh, I'm very anal about my hair. So it's just like, I'm not doing that. So what do I, what's the next best thing? Well, let me cover my face because at least this point, I mean, it doesn't change what, you know, what I do in the ring or how I feel. It's like a happy medium. And, uh, it's worked out because, you know, when it comes to like an, a merchandise aspect, I mean, you know, kids love the mask. Kids really identify with the mask. And, um, I, I, mean, I know I would when I was a kid, like, that's why I loved Re Mysterio when I was a kid. So, you know, I think it all worked out. I think I do, there are, you will find some matches of me beforehand, though, uh, not wearing the mask, and then I think when I started wearing it was probably, uh, after my match with, uh, Mr. Grimm and, uh, C3W, uh, and I kind of took that, that storyline loss and kind of merged it with the character, and it's like, okay, he lost, he got beat up pretty bad, so now he comes in with a, a little bit of a different persona, a little bit of a more of an edge and you know, hides his face a little bit, you know what I mean? Just to, just A, it was like for a health, like it's like, oh, he got beat up, so that's why he wears a mask. But now it's more of like a, it became more of a persona
0: in a sense. Like, you know, he means business. What kind of what made you decide again to wrestle? Well, it, uh, it
1: was always my dad. <laughs> I would have to say it was my dad's fault. Um, as long as I can remember, maybe from age two, my dad sat me down in front of Monday Night Raw. He would watch it all the time, and uh, that's that's kind of it. Just stuck. And so, as a kid, I would watch like tri- my like my favorite of all time it was like Triple H. You know, I know it's weird because it's like you know, given my style of wrestling, like oh, Triple H your favorite wrestler, but all all the time, like he can the man can do no wrong.
0: Yeah, it's but weird. I will watch him, and I watch the Rock. Ethic, say that one more time. His work ethic was like unbelievable. So right there, he just absolutely. Yeah, right there. And, and look where he is now. Yeah. Um,
1: but yeah, I was one of those things where i was just like, uh, my dad just sat me down and it, I just got hooked on it immediately. It was just a tradition. We would watch it every Monday together and every Friday if we didn't have cable or Thursday. If people remember, you know, when it used to come on UPN 20 or whatever. And then, uh, yeah, it just, I just think I kind of made a decision to like do it when I was a kid. I said, I wanted to do two things. I wanted to be a superhero and I wanted to be a, (laughs) I wanted to be a wrestler. And, uh, so yeah, I just kind of, I never grew up in that mindset, (laughs) I guess. And I guess that's where it just, I kind of drove me. So like I said, went to high school, did wrestling there and then, yeah, I just still had that. Urge to do it, and when I was in college, I was just like, I'm not happy doing anything else. And when I figured out, I found a way to do it, and um, and I just went for it. You know, I, I, I quit school, I just went for it, I just trained and you know, tried to perfect my you know, my craft and everything like that. And that's that's how I got here today.
0: What are the best resources that have helped you along the way? Uh, I have to be honest with you it's been it's been people
1: um i i can't sit here and tell you that i would be here right now without the right guidance i would say uh yeah social media is great you know what i mean like you get to link up with people but i'm a very personable person like you know i'd rather meet with you in person and have a conversation rather than or like talk to you on the phone rather than text or message someone or anything like that and you know, social media has helped me get out there, but I, I definitely wouldn't have had some of the experiences that I've had without, like, my trainer, for example. Or, you know, um, people that I've met in, um, in wrestling where they've been like, hey, man, I like what you do. You know, hey, I think you'd be good here, and they'll give me, like, a recommendation to go there or here or elsewhere and they'll vouch for me. Um, so I think as a resource, you know, people have because I definitely wouldn't have made it as far and had some of the opportunity that I've been
0: able to have in such a short time without them. So, yeah. One of the matches I saw with you in the first ones was the uh, King of Maryland Tournament versus King Blackie. Yes. Like The finishing match of that, that match, that finisher looked, like he almost broke his back. Like, that's what it looked like. <laughs> it was like, look at it. <laughs> assassin style cross-flying body type type thing. Yeah. Yeah, that, um, was that move called? Or was it just like a move? Um, that one? Well, um, funny funny story about that
1: move. Um, I was in the middle of transitioning my move step because my original, my finish is the death stroke. I call it death stroke, which is basically Jay Lethal's lethal injection.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So... Um, I was doing it all the time and it was like something that everybody expected. Everybody loved it, but everybody expected it. And I was starting a lot of seeing, you know, it's wrestling. So you got one move and probably everybody else is doing it. Everybody else is doing it. And I wanted to change it up. So I was like, okay, what would be devastating? And uh, the worst hits that, you know, are the ones that you don't see coming. So that's kind of why I kind of set it up. I was like, and the, I've always liked the style of the phenomenal forearm, no pun intended. And uh, so I just kind of went with that. I said, hey, well, how would this be? If you, this would be cool. And he was like, yeah, that'd be great. And um, yeah, I just kind of, I've been thinking about it on the car right there. And then I uh, I practiced it a couple of times and then, yeah, that was it. You know, <laughs> that was actually the first and last time so far that I've used that move. But yeah, I really enjoyed the move. So I'm glad you did too, yeah.
0: How has your wrestling career been affected by COVID? Like, events canceled? Um, it's been slowing down a lot. Like, well, yeah, it's been slowing
1: down a lot. I mean, mm, like, I it went from me wrestling every week um, to pretty much, you know, every, like twice a month, maybe three times a month, depending on the situation. Um, at the peak of COVID, I would say it, it just was like, it was nothing going on at all. But now I think, you know, it start, things are starting to get better. You know, I think, uh, bookings are becoming a little bit more, you know, certain shows are starting to come back and everything like that. So yeah, it's, it's affected it, but you know, I haven't been completely, it hasn't like wrestling hasn't come stop completely for me. You know, I know some people that they they're not wrestling at all. So, you know, I, I, if anything, it makes me more blessed, feel more blessed to be in a ring whenever I am, because you never know what happens. And, you know, COVID is a big, you know, a big example of that. So I'm just happy anytime. Now I just look at it. I'm just like, I'm just happy to wrestle. I'm just happy to be here. I'm just happy to be able to do what I'm able to do and show off the talent that
0: I, you know, I think I have anyway. What what title are you currently holding right now? I am currently holding the Equality Championship
1: for SSW, and I'm also currently holding the uh, Livewire Championship it's at like, Enterprise Pro Wrestling.
0: The uh, match that is up on YouTube because YouTube's slacking—they got to catch up on these things. Was uh, you yeah. were James James Bray, I think his name was, for the SFW Cruiserweight Championship. Yeah, yes, yeah, Super Fight. Yes. I and mean, it was a good match, but. lost man I was like come on really yeah yeah you know um
1: I did enjoy that match I mean you know I think there's a couple of things that I wasn't happy with myself in and who knows that's probably why I lost in the first place you know (laughs) you know what I mean um and uh yeah no but I, I did enjoy the match overall I did enjoy the match overall it was something that I wasn't inherently um I was I wasn't the fan favorite. Let's put it that way in in that match at the time, which isn't normally the case. So it was a little bit different for me. So, you know, I maybe that took maybe I had my eye off the ball or something like that. I don't know, but I think that was one of the things. But I really enjoyed it though. I really did enjoy
0: it. Yeah. Hopefully, I get another crack at that championship at some point. We all have our bad nights, right? Off nights. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Who are the uh, three people who have most influenced you? during this journey? Uh, like people that I look up to or people like... Look, um, look up to or like a family member that was always by your side? Um,
1: my trainer, most definitely.
0: Uh, uh, as well. Uh, Porter
1: of me, no matter what this has been. Um, And just other guys, you know, a lot of the, you know, ACW family, you know, um, Journal Championship Wrestling, which is a promotion in Maryland. Um, A lot of the fans, you know, um, that have just just randomly, like, just check on me just to see what's going on and stuff like that. Um, But, yeah, I think, but if we're going to be specific, like, James Ellsworth, my trainer, um those have been the two most you know my girlfriends uh, as well they, they've been very supportive uh, of the situation you know whether my car has been down or whatever like that they'll get me to whatever booking that I need to be at or you know something like that it, it, so it, it's yeah like in those I, I would say it's three but it's 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 four so yeah they've really been there for me in this in this situation in this journey
0: what are some of your biggest strengths and some of your biggest weaknesses in the sport? Um, I would say my my, my ability
1: in the ring is probably my my strength. You know, I'm able to look at something and be able to like, you know, if you show me something if and I'm training or whatever, I'm nine times out of ten, I'll be able to do it. Um there's not much I can't do, I would say. But one of my weaknesses, I would say, in wrestling would definitely be, you know, the promos. I, I think, it's and it's not even the fact, it used to, I was an absolutely terrible brawl. I was, I was terrible, I was horrendous. Um, I didn't know who I was. I didn't know what I was. I didn't know, you know, how to tell that story verbally. Uh, like, I was able to try to tell it in the ring. And, um, you know... I think, I think I'm better with it now because I have a little bit more confidence in who I am and what I, what I do. And, uh, I know, I know who Chris Lade is rather than maybe a couple of, you know, years ago. Um, yeah, I, I think, I'm, I think one of my other weaknesses are, um, I'm, I'm a very private person. And, uh, so I don't let a lot of people in, uh, because the wrestling industry, unfortunately is, it can be very cutthroat. It can be very, um, um, selfish in a way you know what I mean and even though it like you have some some of the most amazing people that I've ever met in wrestling but there's also the 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 opposite end of that same coin and um but sometimes because of me being so private uh in my personal life and just in general because I, I I go I show up I wrestle I do my job I go home um there's not a lot of so that's not too much social uh time for me. Uh, Just because I'm so busy. So I think that's also hindered me in a way because um, those relationships that you built can sometimes help you reach the next level. And because people don't necessarily know you, they can't necessarily vouch for you. You know what I mean? You know, things like that. So,
0: if what organization, if they give you an offer right now, you just drop everything, like, see ya, and you sign with them right away. Like, what? Okay, so
1: funny, funny thing again. As uh, we were talking on um, prior till WWE, um, reason being, say what people can say what they want uh, about WWE, and I, I, am going to agree with most of them uh, with a lot of it. You know, we were just talking about the whole you know thigh slapping thing that that that's kind of ridiculous and whatever. But uh, WWE, because regardless, I you know I live here. In Washington DC um, with two girlfriends that you know we all live together and you know we're in the middle of the move right now and that that money that guaranteed money right then and there you know what I mean it even though I'd be gone you know everything would be taken care of um even if you're on the lower on the card and I believe in myself you know I bet on myself you know that regardless of size, stature, or whatever the case may be, that my abilities in the ring will get me higher. And I know a lot of people have a problems ascending. You know, guys that look like me have a problem ascending to those heights. You know what I mean? Look at Bobby Lashley. He's been – how long has he been with the company? Uh, off and on. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he's just now becoming, you know, a WWE champion. Um, I just – so, yeah, it might be hard work being there but it's always been something that i have wanted to do that company specifically we all wanted to have a WrestleMania moment some people say they don't and that's absolutely fine i don't agree with all the business practices no but if i were to tell you uh oh yeah no i wouldn't sign with them for whatever reason no because honestly that's what my, the little kid in me that used to watch WWE and WWF and all that stuff, he would want that. And if I didn't go around and take that opportunity, I think the little kid in me would probably kick myself in the back of the head forever. So yeah, WWE easily. In that, in that regard. Yeah.
0: Just as a personal thing. Did you say you have two girlfriends? Yes. Yes, I did. How the hell did you pull that off? <laughs>
1: um that's that's very um that's actually a very
0: difficult question um because I don't uh, um I'm hmm. gonna try it one day it worked you're like oh shit it worked okay 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 so no um it was definitely it was definitely the ladies uh
1: decision I I didn't I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. You know, and it just kind of. It started off casually, and then it just kind of grew into something. And then, yeah. And we
0: all just kind of. Yeah, it just. Just kind of happened. <laughs> you know what I mean? They threw that idea out. Yeah. Okay, you know, we could say no. Yeah, it, it's it's like this. It's like um. It's like you
1: take a hundred. You you miss a hundred percent of the shot that you don't take, right? Mm-hmm. Um. And I guess this is, but I, in this situation, um, my first girlfriend, she she was the one that took the shot, not me. So, and I just said, okay, I've never done this before, so sure, let's try it. And it's it's been working swimmingly. I mean, you know, it's a relationship with three people, so it's it's like clearly like you know it's gonna like have some type of complications here and there, but like for the most part, it's this is the happiest I've ever been in a relationship. You know, also me from me coming from like an abuse relationship you know so yeah it's it's I'm you know I'm I I don't I don't um take for granted how blessed I am in that regard
0: no bravo bravo I give you credit (laughs) yeah I got I got married I gave up after 40 years I just got married I was like okay that's it I can't do two girls I feel you no I feel you that's that's still the goal that's still the goal ah Are you still working at the um, Children's Fitness Center?
1: No. No, I'm not. Um, I actually do uh, DoorDash now uh, because it, it's the only thing that used to um, – that it's right now for me. Um, it's the only thing that I can do that's conducive for wrestling, where I'm able to, hey, drop everything at a, at a dime and just head out and go Yeah, it's like um, until I'm able to find it. It's
0: or it's like pretty much Uber. You work when you want to work. You know, if you have to stop when you want to yeah. stop. Yeah. Uh, actually, uh, funny thing is, um,
1: uh, Uber. Uber. I was working for Uber, and I was making really good money with Uber. Unfortunately, um, I was. I didn't know what happened, but my. Uh, I had left. I, I left my previous apartment in a rush, and I. Didn't, I got a ticket and apparently I didn't know I had a ticket. So basically I didn't know I had a ticket. And so basically long story short, it got, um, my, my license got suspended and I didn't know. So I was on the way to a wrestling show when I got pulled over and the traffic laws are a little bit different in Pennsylvania than they are in Maryland. And, um, but he pulled me over cause I was just, I was just traveling in the left lane. I didn't know. I was like, Oh my bad. I didn't know. Cause I traveled left lane on Maryland the whole time in DC and everything. And uh, he says, "Hey, your your license is suspended." And I was like, "I didn't know." So I go take care of it, and then like the same day that I get it taken care of was the same day that they deactivated my account. So I get it fixed. I get it fixed, and I say, "Hey guys, it's not it's not suspended. Look, it's been taken care of." Then because it was in Pennsylvania, which was like two hours away from me, I couldn't. Um, they said so. I was like, "I'm not going to court for it. I make enough money. I'm like, screw it. Here, three three hundred dollars. Whatever. I don't care." And turns out if you do that, it's gonna stay on your record. And DoorDash or Uber was like, Yeah, we can't do anything with this because you have this on your record. And I was like, Okay. (laughs) So now I've been I've been actually fighting, fighting for the better part of a year to get back with Uber and like their whole service. But Prince George's County doesn't, I mean PG County and Pennsylvania don't know how to get me back on or get the thing off my record. It's it's a whole mess, man. It's terrible.
0: I I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. Um, so what is but I'm making it work with Doordash. Hey yeah, there you go. I, yeah. What's the most um one of the common myths about professional wrestling that you can debunk?
1: Uh I would say that it's fake that's fake the, the whole you know that it's not you know it's not real i because i think that's um because i still get people that see wrestling and everything like that and they're like oh you do that oh so you do the fake stuff i'm like no no it's nothing big about it actually depending on what you're doing it's actually way more dangerous than the actual you know uh, rec- collegiate wrestling mm-hmm. um because the thing is yes it's pre scripted it's pre it's pre you know The matches, for the most part, um, are, you know, you know who's going to win. Somebody knows who's going to win, right? But the problem is that a lot of people don't realize is that, you know, unlike movies, unlike, you know, plays, you, well, plays, I guess, is is, is a better actually term for it. You don't get to start over. You know what I mean? You don't get, you, you mess up something. It's over. Like, you know, you can't really go back and do it. It's very noticeable. On top of that, there's another thing that, you know, people don't realize is that, yeah, you get hit, you know? Um, I jumped 20 feet off a scaffold in the round, in that same tournament for King of Maryland on the three different guys. Hit my um, my whole Achilles, um, smacked the, the ring mat. I was done, like... I wasn't able to wrestle for like maybe a month and a half. You know what I mean? You know, you know, I have, I have gotten, I have given guys black eyes with the, you know, the V trigger knee. You know, I have given, you know, I have had, I've walked out of the ring with welts on my chest from excessive chops. It ain't fake. It is definitely not fake. Um, so I think that was the one thing. I think that's my only pet peeve is when people say it's fake. I'm like, no, no, no. Fake and predetermined are two different things. And, you know, trust me, I, 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 people, too many people get that I know have gotten hurt off of this stuff. And if it were fake, then I don't see, no one's getting hurt. No one's getting hurt, you know? So I don't know. That's just, that's the only thing I could think of really, like myths anyway. What's the
0: most important thing you've learned in your career? Uh, in my career,
1: so this um, it's a little bit of a loaded question because it's what I what I learned in ring wise is um is trust yourself. I would say um that's that's one trust yourself. Trust your instincts. Trust what you know what you can and cannot do. If you're uncomfortable with something, don't do it. You know what I mean? If something sounds weird to you, sketchy to you, uh, somebody says, hey, I want to do this real crazy spot or what, I want to do a Canadian destroyer off the top of one, it's the tables or something like that, then and the, that says to you something in the back of your mind is like, I don't, I don't think we should do that tonight. You know what I mean? <laughs> um then, then don't do it. You know what I mean, and and that's what I mean. Like trust yourself. Um, and on the flip side of that coin, I will say this in wrestling: as much as, as much as um, as many wonderful people I've met, and I have to say, is not everyone's your friend. Though, I will say that uh, not everyone's your friend. Not everyone is going really has your best interests at heart, um, because. With the day and age that we are with social media and everything like that, it it, it this can get kind of messy and everybody's worried about their spot where people worried about, you know, what, you know, how you're going to affect them looking, how you're going to make them look, you know, in a, in a match or in a company or whatever the case may be. And, you know, sometimes they're not always upfront about it. And that's kind of a, that's the kind of a tough thing about it is like, you don't really know who's there for you to help you out or, and then there's whoever, whoever's there to, you know, with all motive. You know what I mean? And I think that's one of the really, really tough things that I had to learn because, you know, I would be told, oh yeah, don't do this. You should do this, 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 and this, and this, but you know, why? And I'm, I'm like, oh, okay, sure. Yeah, I'll do that. And then I realized Not trusting myself, I'll be like, no, that I I should have stuck with what I should have, what I wanted to do, or I should have went with my gut because sometimes um, it won't work out for you. If because you do the things that you know you can do, and if it works for you, then do it because no one can tell you how you wrestle. You can only you can learn from people that have been in the game longer than you. You can you can definitely you know. Take advice because there's a way to take advice without being an asshole. Because some people just are assholes and just don't take advice from anybody, which is which is problematic in and of itself. But learn to decipher. You know what I mean? That's 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 what I've had to learn is to decipher what works for me when someone is telling me something and what doesn't. When to trust myself and when to take someone's advice truly. You know what I mean? I think those are the really harder things in, in wrestling.
0: Has there ever been a match or opponent that you just put, like, your V-trigger, like, a little extra power in your V-trigger? Like, a little more... Like, you didn't like the guy, or you didn't like the ethic, you just put a little more, like... Like, whoops, sorry, didn't Um, hit my heart. No, I can't say I
1: have. Uh, I've had matches where things haven't gone, like so well like it's not it's not at all what you know i i planned it out to be or something happens here and there um but i'm very professional i don't i don't you know and i also hate hurting people if something somebody gets injured in one of my matches then i feel terrible even if i'm not even in it but if i'm involved in the match i just feel terrible because it's a match that my name is linked to so i would never like you know um unless someone's actively aggressive towards me which, thank God, I've never had that situation happen necessarily. So um, unless it's been something like, you know, you know, unless they've asked me to, like, you know, hey, really lay that in. You know, I use the black mask, for example, the spinning back kick. I've knocked, I've nearly knocked people out with that. Um, and, and usually it'll be like, hey, really hit me with it. And I'm like, okay, just understand, I used to do mixed martial arts, please. uh, you know what I mean like like and I mean and I didn't even do it like you know like seriously but just to have some idea of what I'm doing I just yeah. so yeah I I pretty much keep it pretty professional I don't I don't ever look at somebody even if I have an issue with if I don't like you or anything like that I'm gonna still keep you safe in the ring regardless you know what I mean because at the end of the day you're gonna you're gonna wrestle people that you don't like or that you don't gel with that's fine you know Um, but as long as we get the job done, the crowd likes it, you know, the promoter likes it, It's nothing more I can ask for it. If you, if you want to be a dickhead in the ring, sure, go for it. I mean, you know, if you don't try to harm me, I won't try to harm you. If you do, then we're going to have issues. But so far I've been blessed enough to say that
0: I haven't actually had that problem. What advice would you give someone who wants to become a professional wrestler? Um,
1: I would say make sure you really want to do it. Make sure you really want to do it. Um, And I would say, again, uh, kind of bringing back to, you know, what I learned in in wrestling is, you know, um, when you first get in, yeah, open your ears, you know, clear out your mind, forget what you, you know, watch on TV or whatever like that. Open your ears, open your mind, absorb everything you can. From there, you know, take what you think you would would need, which is the basics. I think everybody needs the basics. That's regardless. regardless. Everybody needs the basics. But when it actually becomes to the point of, you know, you being who you are, who you want to be in the ring and stuff like that, do that. Take advice from people. But ultimately, no one can tell you how to wrestle. No one can tell you how to be you. People can tell you, hey, do this move, 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 then finish. But that's not interesting. That, that's how you get become me, where in the beginning, I did not know who Chris Blaine was. I didn't know what that character was. I didn't know, I didn't have that confidence about me. I just did, you know, I was like, oh, we do flashy stuff. And that's cool for the moment. But then when you really get into like, you know, feuds and stuff like that. Like, how would Chris Slade, like, for example, like, how would Chris Slade approach this situation? And that's how somebody else would do it. You know, you have to figure out how would your character approach a situation? How would they approach this feud? How would they get up after this move? What what move would they do here? Things like that. Like, there's not a lot of things that, those pe- that people can just tell you what to do. You kind of just have to trust yourself and do it. And when you take a long time to know what you're doing. Cause people can sit back and theorize and fantasize about what they want to do when they first step in a ring. Right. But it's completely different, completely different once you get there, because once you get there, you're going to be like, oh man, this is this, this is this. And you also realize that you have to wrestle with another person. So yeah, man, I I, I think, so it's a lot different. So I'd say, yeah, always trust your gut, keep your ears open and 100%, you know, try to decipher, you know, who's there for you, and like, you know, knows what they're talking about, because there are a lot of guys that will tell you, because because they've been in the business for like seven years, doesn't necessarily mean they're the best person to, you know, take advice from, because some of them aren't always the best wrestlers, and I've, and I've seen that firsthand, so it's just like, you're like, okay, yes sir, I understand, keep it moving, and then you know, go ahead and do your thing from there, you know? So that's the best thing I could tell of somebody that's just now getting into it.
0: What is the future hope for you?
1: Um, my future hope is to be, to, at the moment, go to Japan, um, wrestle in Japan, and possibly get signed to one of the bigger companies. That's my end goal. Um, if I ever got, I would love to actually go to uh, mlw i love what they're doing right now um they're they're really they have a really fantastic product um i wrestled actually one of the guys over there jordan oliver um you know he's a really good athlete he's fantastic and the way he puts together matches and things like that is is amazing um and there's a lot a lot of people like him in mlw and i just i would love to get you know to mix it up with a lot of those guys you know AEW, Impact, WWE, those are all end uh, end games for me, Uh, whichever one. I I do plan on, if I was able to wrestle for, you know, two out of the three, you know, in America at least, then that would be, oh that'd be wonderful for me. Um, And to have a successful, somewhat successful run in either one, that'd be great. Um, But I think the more immediate thing I think I would love to do is... Number one, I I'd probably like, like in the na- you know in the near future I'd probably like to compete in MLW a uh, couple of times. I would also probably like to you know I would like definitely love to go to Japan because in Japan they're just they're just amazing. They're just amazing. And I I want to get even better. And I if you want to I always see, you know if
0: you want to get better go to Japan. So that's kind of where I want to do. I want to I want to get better home my craft and things like that. I hear Japan bunch of ball busters. You really have to serve your time, but you do learn a lot because yeah. by much more t- technically skilled than I'm doing in America.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and that's what I love about it. That's that's what I want to be. <laughs> you know what I
0: mean? So, where can our listeners? Like Osprey's
1: commit? killing
0: it, right? Oh, he is. You know, I've, I've been I've started seeing any of his matches recently. I just been following him on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And he's been, yeah, with the right, everything, yeah. he's been killing it.
1: Yeah, and I, I'm, I'm like, I, I see where he went from to where he is now, and it's just like, oh my gosh, like it's, it's where the, it's this, it's all that hard work that Japan makes you, makes you do, man, makes you go through. Yeah, it's got no choice but to,
0: you know, get better. If one of your girlfriends wanted to be you know, a ballet in a match, would you do her? Yeah, actually, um, we had, a, we,
1: we, we've been talking about that for one of, uh, for a gimmick. Um, I haven't, I haven't, um, put it all together yet. Um, but w- if it does happen, it'll definitely be for a reason, just not to have them just out there. Uh, it'll definitely be for a storyline reason. So, um, I don't, cause I, I know both of them aren't really keen on getting physical, but. Yeah, there is like there is this one storyline that I'd be really itching to do, Um that has to do with you know a little it's a little bit of a supernatural element to it, but um and I think it'd be kind of cool without it being so, at least overly corny, yeah. but yeah I I do I do have that kind of idea so yeah I would love it I'd love it. Nice. So where can our listeners
0: connect with you online?
1: Um, They can connect with me through Twitter. They can to collect with me through uh, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, um, I got a TikTok. You know, I'm kind of addicted to those because those things are freaking hilarious. Um, So, yeah, those basic areas. I I honestly, you know, I'm not on Twitter. I mean, I I check into Twitter like once a day, once or twice a day, you know, because to me, Twitter is kind of a little bit of a cesspool of negativity. And I try to keep a lot of positivity in my life and everything like that. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I do definitely um, – yeah, those are all the ones that I am currently on. I don't have a Snapchat or anything like that because I don't use it. There's no point. No OnlyFans, not yet anyway. <laughs> but, no, yeah, so, um, yeah, those, those are the three platforms you can actually
0: get me at. Well, I really hope that you do make it to the WWE someday because God knows any talent like you. They really do. Man, I hope so. Um, uh, uh, a guy that I met recently,
1: uh, I had a match with him. Uh, Christian Casanova just got signed, so I, I'm like, yo, man, good for him. You know, that's amazing. I can't wait to see him again. Hopefully, we uh, we cross paths again one day.
0: Hey, maybe he's your in.
1: Maybe I don't know. He, maybe he, he's a good guy though. I, I when I when I met him, he was, he was a good guy and uh, really had a good a lot of fun wrestling with him too. Yeah.
0: Well, Mr. Slade, thank you very much for your time. I appreciate it. No, thank you, man. Thanks for having me. And I'll definitely keep tabs with you with your career. And, man, I really want to see you in the WWE soon. I, I really need you to stay the WWE. It's like, I, love the, I like the WWE, but the way it's being run, I don't like it these days. Yeah. There's so much potential, though. Yeah. Need someone like you. No, yeah, no, they have... Yeah, They have tons of potential, and if I get there, I will
1: do my best to show my ass off and uh, hopefully make it make it some um, what you would call undeniable, you know. So, I like that, I like that yeah. a lot. Well, thank you very much for your time, I appreciate it.
0: All right, man, thank you. You have a great night, you too. To be safe.